Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live Patriots beat. I'm Ryan Spagnoli. Joined with me is Alex Barth of 98.5 The Sports Hub. Alex, a lot to talk about today. Joint practice. We've been kind of gearing up for this the last few weeks. Um, obviously did a quick preview yesterday, but I think today we can both agree was their first, you know, guns were flying. That was some real football, some physical football for the first time uh, we've seen all camp. Yeah, this was this was a huge day, big day for the Patriots. I think now, and I, I talked about it at the end of the last show. I mean, card cards on the table, right? What we're seeing now is real. I think you can take a ton out of the performances, out of out of usage, out of things like that. And we'll get into individual examples of that. That's basically what this whole show is going to be, right? But yeah, this was this this was real. Yeah, and I, I also thought that you're right. You you still get the Twitter notifications with your fourteen thousand followers. You still think it's important that, to hear every little one, every little. That chirp. means uh, I have a good mic. If you can hear the, I just shut my phone off. Uh, it's on sound for the first time in like three years. But yeah, um, psychopath with your phone on sound. So, anyways, I, I thought at least early on, um, it did take them a little bit to kind of get into some team drills. But once they did, it was it was going, and I. I think we, I guess we can start from the front, obviously kind of started not to get into too much of the details because we can't, but um, I thought the one-on-ones was probably the only time and, and feel free to disagree, but at least from my point of view, the one-on-ones and, and obviously the advantages to the offense, there's no rushers, right? They're going to give them a little bit extra time to get open, um, but refs were there. They were throwing flags. I thought that was probably um, as crisp as the quarterbacks and wide receivers were for most of the day. I thought, um, and we can get into it in a minute because the matchup we talked about yesterday, uh, we saw right away, and we and we know who won. So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if you want to get into that, Tyquan Thornton working against Kalon Barnes, he won that one. He won. I, I had him. It was as, a great as, ball for Mac Jones. Too. Great ball for threw Mac, like right on the fingertips. Yeah, threw to a spot. Um, I, I thought he was he was very good. He, he I had him as two of two in the one on ones. He had a couple of catches in team drills as well. I think you saw that progress and he still probably got a little bit of ways to go. And Troy Brown was very quick to pump the tires. When he spoke to the media yesterday about Tyquan Thornton, he's still a rookie. It's just one catch in a preseason game. He's still a rookie. So I don't, I, I, I think he's, although I think he's very good. I think they are tempering expectations on him. We'll see exactly what that means when the regular season starts, but yeah, he, he had a good day today. As we should. And, and I thought too, like I said, kind of going back to that, um, I think both teams, we could say the defense won overalls the day. It's kind of been the, uh, the kind of going what's going on at camp, right. It's in terms of at least the Patriots, uh, but Jacoby Myers looked really good. He, he looked shifty on a couple one-on-ones. Trey Nixon shook free a couple times for a nice, um, a nice gain in ones. Uh, overall, like I said, I thought 
Um, well, let's talk about who Trey Nixon beat. Trey Nixon dusted Patriots legend Duke Dawson. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In that one on one. I forgot he was out there. And I heard I people in the tent like Duke Dawson, that Duke Dawson, like people lose track of him. Yeah. He's in Carolina now. Uh, and yeah, Trey Nixon, Trey Nixon got him good. Really good. Like put him on skates. Um, but yeah, like I said, I thought overall a better day for the offense, at least more prepared and more organized than I think we've seen. Um, I think, yeah, right. Like those guys are, they're going to get up for today. It's, it's live football. It's somebody, they, uh, another opponent that they're not going up against teammates, right. That the, the, the best is going to be brought out of them no matter what. Right. Um, but I thought a lot crisper, um, you know, less, less problems up front from a protection standpoint. I think they only had one false start. Um, if they had any, it, it was kind of hard to see kind of on that far. I don't field, think but... I saw, I don't think I, they got called well, outside of the fight and I don't even know what the penalties were. They, it was so funny. Like a hundred something football players or almost 200 football players come together for a scrum. And this one ref just throws the flag. Like, yeah, that'll do it. They're not going to want that penalty. Um, anyway, outside of that, I don't think I saw the Patriots flagged for anything. No, yeah. Oh, or maybe... no, there was one late. Uh, Sean Wade got flagged. It was not pass interference. He got flagged on pass interference in a two minute and it, it, it just wasn't, it, the ball was nowhere near the receiver. I, I, I don't think Wade touched him even. Uh, I'd love to see that one on replay. I think too, just coming away from, you know, kind of some live bullets going on. I think this, I keep talking about it because I think it's so fascinating and, and interesting. I think this wide receiver group for new England is going to be a lot better than people think. Um, when you look at their depth, right? I thought, Today was a big test for them going up against, some, you know, like I said, an inferior opponent, um, you know, J.C. Horn, guys like that, uh, good corners. Um, the Patriots receivers won for most of the day. I think when, um, you know, the 11 started going, both teams kind of got a little sloppy. Um, but in terms of, of their receivers, uh, I, I liked what I saw, especially from Tyquan Thornton. Jacoby Myers was a winner today. I thought Trey Nixon looked pretty well. And Nelson Aguilar had a nice couple catches, too, in team drills. Yeah, I thought Nelson Aguilar had a good day again. I mean, it, it it keeps getting interesting. This is the wide receiver battle where there's really no give. Even Kendrick Bourne, before he got thrown out of practice, had a couple of nice catches today. So it it really is still, it, it feels like it's neck and neck. We should get the elephant out of the room too. Like that fight, that might, I you know. I've that, only was been, that was legit. That I, was, both I've of only them. been covering, you know, with being down there media wise for three years, three years now. Um, and you know, every year there's some sort of skirmish, right. And, and pretty much any joint practice, even you watch on hard knocks, there's going to be a little something, but that was a full on, like in my hockey terms, that's a bench clearing brawl where like the he- healthy scratches come out too from well, the no, press it, box. It was because you had the Patriots offense against the Panthers defense on one field and, and then you were the opposite over. on the other. And the, the guys from the other field came over and yeah, it reminded me there's, I can't remember the comedian there's some comedian who has a bit about like football fights are the stupidest thing in sports because how do you punch a guy in a helmet? And I saw a guy like he like he wound up and he lay, it was a good, good technique, but he landed clean right on the face mask. He might've broke a finger or two in there. I mean, it was, but yeah, that was a, uh, that those were legit. And there were, you know, Kendrick Bourne, uh, uh, Kendrick Bourne, Christian Wilkerson, the Panthers guys, whose names I'm, I'm forgetting, especially their D tackle who got the second one. Those guys were were heated coming off the field. I mean, there was something going on. Something was said or something. It was it, it, something happened there that those guys just snapped like that. That was not your typical training camp fight. I think Phil and Tom had so, kind of saw the whole thing 
transpire, right? Like Wilkerson kind of turned around a little, you know, maybe pushing and shoving the coach. I mean, everybody was talking all day. Right. You know, and, and it kind of led, I think from the get go, the, the Panthers set the physicality early on. They were, they yeah. were popping. Johnu Smith got popped one time, clean shoulder to shoulder, just like, Hey, welcome. You know, this is, you know, this isn't training camp anymore type of hit. And he actually dropped it. Um, and kind of, it wasn't a walkthrough, but, um, it was like their first real 11 on 11s. They were just kind of working through some things and he got popped. So I thought that the Panthers kind of set it, set the tone early and the Patriots bounced back a little bit, but back to that fight or whatever you want to call it. Right. I think yep. Wilkerson in, in a corner, I think might have not even been the guy who got thrown out. Who knows? He couldn't really tell after everything kind of transpired. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull the roster up and get these names here. Might have pushed Wilkerson or they were kind of going at it back and forth, John, and the, and the coach pushed him to kind of hit, say, you know, basically get back to your huddle. He turned around and said something and he got jumped by like four guys. So, yeah. Um, and then, then all hell broke loose. So um, th- this stuff happens. I always wonder too, like, if the NFL put a stop, like, right. Cause like these things are great for teams, but something's going to happen. Like something stupid like that, where they'll set, um, you know, certain rule sets. I always wonder if the NFL will ever get to that point. So. I don't think so. I, I mean, I think it's part of it. You know, it's right. It's I, the first time. I mean, I, live, I love it. Get to hit each other. Yeah. It's um, like I said, though, the only good thing to kind of pull out of that, the fact that no one broke a finger that we know of, <laughs> On the Patriot right. side of things was that well well um, here's here's the good thing is so when when there was the Andrews Barmore fight, right, Mac tried to jump right in the middle of it, which and the you love your quarterback being a leader, but yeah, you don't if you're the quarterback. So the fight happened and Mac like ran the other way. Like he ran towards the coach and said, like, look, I'm because I think he got talked to about jumping into the fight last week. And I think he kind of ran over the coaching staff to be like, Nope. I'm over here. I'm yeah. uh, I'm not involved. And the other funny thing was right, like literally right before, because no one's on questioning that, his toughness either. You know what I mean? No. Like he took enough hits. It's no. like, you don't yeah. got to get in the middle of that, bro. We need you for the year. Well, on that, on that play, like the play preceding the fight, right. Where, where, where Matt completes the ball to Wilkerson, there was actually pressure from Brian Burns. And that was the one coming in, right. Well, Mac and Burns, will there be anything there after last year? And I happened to know, I watched the interaction. I happened to notice they kind of shook hands. Burns gave Mac a little tap on the head. Like, Hey, how you doing? And I was like, Oh, what a nice moment. And then I hear people start screaming. I look over, I'm like, all right, never mind." But uh, <laughs> yeah, we can, uh, we, we, we can get back to the football here, but yeah, it was, uh, I mean, that was, it was something, it was really something. And no, the quarterback does not need to join the fight. The light, I know you, you, you want to think, yes, you know, your leader should be in there. Your leader should be representing. Yeah. You do not want your quarterback risking himself in one of those. No, All it no takes one, is no one guy tripping backwards, stepping on his throwing hand, and there goes your season. So you do not want your quarterback involved in that. No. Any, really, any, uh, the kickers, <laughs> them too, but I don't know they if can they can do much. Fight. They can be like yeah. the bullpen. They, they yeah, can have their like, own the goalie fights or whatever. Uh, right? uh, Jake Julian got in there. Jake, Jake Julian got in there a little bit. I saw red. Yeah, that's right. What? Maybe flashing back to, to, to youth hockey there in Quebec. Yeah. Right. Um, but anyways, back to football. Um, yeah. I wanted to know too, and we can kind of tie this all together in terms of the cornerbacks. I thought it was interesting today. Um, I believe it was Henry McKenna had asked bill, you know, as everybody knows, this is the first year in, in, God knows how long they haven't had a true number one shutdown man corner on the outside, right? You went from Tlaib um, to Revis for a year that Malcolm Butler kind of took that role over Stefan Gilmore, JC Jackson, right? This goes way back. 
And this year is their first year where they don't really have a bona fide stud out there. Um, and when Bill was asked about that, he said, you know, basically rank them however you want, um, which might be scheme specific. Maybe that, you know, they're going to have a lot of rotational things and, and just match up better. Never, never mind playing so much man on the outside. Um, but I think if, if there was going to be a number one corner, not that there was really any um, doubt in it because he's been here the longest and played a lot last year. I think if you're looking at anybody on the roster that deserves that title and has definitely played up to that par, it's Jalen Mills. He had a monster day today, four pass breakups, um, had a pick in the red zone. I thought he was sticky all day long on some of their tougher receivers. Uh, he was on Terrace Marshall, who's a little bit bigger and faster than him. He did a good job on Robbie Anderson. Um, so I think if you look for that guy to lead that cornerback group and be that true number one, to this point, it's Jalen Mills, and he absolutely deserves it. Yeah, so I had him three for three and one-on-ones. I had him with three or four pass breakups during team drills. There's one out of, I don't know if he got a hand on it. it, it the pass was incomplete. It, it was good coverage. I, I don't know if he actually knocked it down, but he he was excellent today. And, and you're right, Bill getting asked before practice about having a number one corner. And he said, you know, number them however you want. We're going to play the guys we're going to play, and that's the right answer. But this was a, a big day for Jalen Mills. And I know there's some questions about the Panthers quarterback situation. And by the way, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold both looked horrible. Like really, I saw Sam Darnold underthrow a guy by 20 yards. Like I'm not exaggerating 20 yards. He underthrew, or maybe it was like 15 short and five to the side, but you, you know what I'm I saying? I saw a tweet. It was like, it was Baker Mayfield either showing Sam Darnold how to give a handoff or handing him the ball, something like that. It, it was, was like, anyway, when the show, ball was near the receivers and they have good receivers right in, in, um, See, uh, uh, DJ Moore and, and Robbie Anderson, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall, right? Jalen Mills, Jalen Mills was near those guys. The ball may not have been, but Jalen Mills was right on. Was them. Even if it was a good throw, they were covered. So I thought Jalen Mills was excellent today. Jalen, uh, he might've been the best player on the field today. He really, you know, I, I kind of, I know people don't really like doing that in training camp because everybody's doing different things, working on different things, but I, I thought Jalen Mills was the best player on the field today. Marcus Jones, too. And and I, I can't really remember, and you might know better than me, but at least in recent years, somebody that's not an interior guy, like a you know offensive lineman, defensive lineman, um, not a first-round pick. Like Cole Strange, right? Everybody, they drafted him. They traded Shaq Mason. Like, he was he was coming in to be uh, a day-one starter. It's I think it's a little bit easier for linemen if they, you know, check all the boxes and have the play strength, but I can't remember a corner in Bill Belichick's time to come in right away and, and just put a stamp on that number one kind of slot corner role, right? Cause John Jones has been primarily working on the boundary on the outside. Uh, and Jones didn't play a snap on Thursday and he was with the ones uh, pretty much all day today. And I think he had another good day. The athleticism with him, he looks, he, his, he's listed very small, but he plays a lot bigger, if that makes sense, right? Like, it doesn't seem like his size really affects him because he's just so athletic and can basically run with anybody on the field. Uh, that's a guy that that's going to be a real, uh, you know, chess piece for them this year defensively. Yeah, I, I think it speaks to how highly they think of Marcus Jones, that Jonathan Jones is playing on the boundary right now because he's been such a good slot corner and, and they're going to face a lot of good slot receivers this year that kind of giving that spot to a rookie, you're not going to start pl- at this point, like one practice, even two, I was like, all right, they're experimenting with something. I think we're past that now. Like this is something they're not, oh, yeah. it's gone from experimenting to something they're working on. You're not going to work on Jonathan Jones on the boundary. And I see people asking how he looked on the boundary. We can get in, into that part in a second, 
but you're not going to start planning to put him on the boundary, even, you know, part of the time, if you're not comfortable, you have somebody in the slot who can hold it down. And I think with Marcus Jones, they feel comfortable. They have that guy. So credit to him as for John's John Jones on the boundary. Cause people keep asking. He, he had his moments today. I think it's still, he's still he, learning. He's, he's held up better than I thought he would. And I think that there's room to grow. So like there was one that it was a deep, like a deep ball, like 50, 60 yards to DJ Moore that, Baker Mayfield just, it was in the air forever. I mean, it looked like a punt. It just hung up and, and it almost looked like a game of, of, uh, uh, what, what was that? What was that game called? Flies up, right? When jackpot. Have, I don't know. Yeah. Jackpot was another one. There's different versions of it. There's one with points. There's one where you just catch the ball when it's everybody's down on one end of the field and one kid's down on the other and you throw the ball up. And if somebody catches it, they get to be the thrower. Um, it was, I mean, the ball is up there forever and, and more just made a better adjustment on the ball that Jones did. And he was able to get to it. And that's, you know, he's a bigger receiver. That kind of play is not something you deal with in the slot as much. So it makes sense that Jones might have some growing pains there, but they go into those two minute drills at the end of practice, which each team ran to. I think that the, the Panthers did two minutes. I think the Patriots did like a minute 20 each, but Jonathan Jones was, uh, Oh, quarterbacks were over three targeting him during that drill on the boundary. So he was better there. You know, you kind of saw the growth again, and I don't know, this was practice, right? They're working on it in a game against a, a DJ Moore. That might be a game where Jonathan Jones doesn't play on the boundary. I think this is going to be a matchup thing where they're testing it now, but I don't know that that's a matchup they'd give him in a game. I think they wanted to see how he'd do it. Um, but he, I mean, you, you saw some flashes of it. Like you said, it's a work in progress, but you saw some flashes of it. All right, real quick, we want to take a pause and tell you about our sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with the first to market odds and lines. And of course, the Patriots Beat Podcast and the entire CLNS Media Network is powered by Bet Online. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. They have it all. So head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our code CLNS50 to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, the code is CLNS50. Receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Yeah, and I think too, second on the corners, Jawan Williams, obviously. Noted today, the shoulder injury is likely to be out the rest of the year. Obviously, was a was a probably a a, a cut candidate in my opinion. I, I don't think he's stood out at all at a tough preseason game. Somebody that just just hasn't worked out, basically like everybody else from that draft class, unfortunately. Um, but obviously, it gives a, an opportunity for guys like Sean Wade, even Jack Jones, to get a little bit more reps and and some more opportunity. And I thought Sean Wade did a really good job today. He had two picks. Um, towards the end of practice, another guy that has looked good in limited, limited, um, you know, opportunity. I thought he looked good at Thursday night's preseason game. Somebody that can play, I think both in and outside, he's more so, uh, we've seen him on the boundary and somebody that's, you know, been a tough, uh, you know, a tough cover for, for a lot of, or tough cover. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm saying the word right. No, you're right. Me. Um, but uh, he's been sticky. He's been somebody that that they can lean on, and and he's kind of a bubble guy for that corner group. But I think every time he's given an opportunity, he's made the most of it. And I thought today was might have been his best day at camp. Yeah, again, I, I I think that competition, especially with with Malcolm Butler not practicing the last two days, again, I I think it's Butler, Miles Bryant, 
and Wade for that last cornerback spot, I it's really getting close. It, it really is. And and at this point, you know, look, I put out my well, I wrote my Ross projection Friday night and Saturday. I put it out on Monday, but I to I things might have shifted. It's really one practice, but that's how impactful these practices are. If I were to make it again today, I don't know that I put Butler on. I I, I think I'd have a really tough choice between Wade and Bryant, and I might look for a cut at another position to get one of those guys on. And sticking on defense up front, I thought the Patriots dominated, uh, especially Christian Barmore. Uh, he had like, I think it was like two or three would be sacks. Uh, Anthony Jennings, right. We talked about, um, you know, be a good test for them with Christian McCaffrey and, and Chuba Hubbard. Right. Anthony Jennings blew up a screen to Hubbard. Uh, they were flying around yep. all day. I thought their front seven looked really good and, 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 I mean, it's no question that'll be the anchor of their team. They're going to lean heavily on that group, um, but they're as good as advertised. I think Christian Barmore is set to be um, have a monster sophomore season. He just continues to get better and better, uh, and he was he was an animal today up front. Yeah, I th- their their front seven looked really good, specifically the group. And I did this on the radio earlier, and I missed the name. So, uh, the group of Barmore, Godshaw, Judon, and U- Anthony Uche? Jennings. And no, it was it was Godshaw, Barmore, Judon, Jennings. I forget. I got to pull. It. Anyway, those five. Those five. It might have just been those four. They all played really well, specifically against. Our, I, the funny thing is, so the Patriots, the first snap of team drills, wide open hole for Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he totally yeah. gashed them. I was going to say, was like, how good is that guy live when he gets right. in the open field? He is I, so I was, good. I was like, oh boy, right here we go. Oh, Dietrich Wise was the player I forgot. Dietrich Wise had a very good practice. Um, but I was like, oh boy, here we go. And then that was it. And then that was it. Those guys in somebody in the chat beat me to it. Like those four guys. So again, it's it's Barmore, Godshaw, Judon, Anthony Jennings, and Dietrich Wise. That's your front. That's going to be your guys that are playing on the ball pretty much. And and maybe not all at the same time, but they're going to be in there. They all looked really good. And this was a conversation. You know, I, I had them all, I had all five of those guys for at least one run stuff. I had Judon for a sack. I had Guy for a sack. I also had Justin Bethel for a sack. That has nothing to do with this, but Justin Bethel getting a sack is hilarious. Good for him. Well-read bootleg on a cornerback blitz. Good play calling there by, by Mayo or Steve. Anyway, yeah, that 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 front five playing really well against the run. This was the conversation, right? Is the Patriots offense actually struggling this much, or maybe are we not giving the defense enough credit? And look, th- there were things that the offense was struggling with that they were struggling with. It was independent of the defense. But I don't think we gave the defense enough credit. And I think they showed today why that front. And there's still some questions on the back end, certainly. And we just got into some of those. That front seven is going to be legit. That front seven, it really five feels units, in my like, opinion, at least right now in the league. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. I, I, I need I, to see a little more. I need I'm to see not, I'm not getting up. hot takes. I mean, let's mark, just... let's, let's, let's mark the tape here on that. I'm not saying it's impossible. I just, I think it's early to make that declaration. Uh, but let's let's mark the tape. I mean, you could make an one. argument last year for what was it, three fourths, three fifths of the season that 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 group was. Obviously, they tailored uh, off eh, towards the, the end of the wasn't. year. Judon was. Yeah, but I mean, he's getting a lot of those because of you know how line works, right? Like he's getting his because other guys are getting double t- Like they did a really good job. I thought that front was really good early on last year. Well, okay, so uh, and their secondary was better, so it obviously you know it helps. But yeah. Um, to, I don't think me, it's that crazy, to be honest. I know. I, I definitely think it's positive. It's more just like, it's very early to have that take. Like we don't know some of these other teams, there's still position battles going on. Right. 
We, we, we can come back to that. We'll, we'll come back to that a couple times this year. I know it's it, it's a good point. I think, and, and you talked about it there, right? Judon and Barmore caused the trouble. And I, I, I've said this before on this show. I've said this before on a number of shows. It's, can they get that third guy on the other side so teams can't focus their protection towards Judon, right? Set the protection on Judon and Barmore and basically leave the strong side one-on-one. Can they get somebody who's going to make teams think? And I think Anthony Jennings may be that guy just how he's looked so far on camp. Again, they don't need another Judon on the other side. They just need somebody good enough that you can't double Judon and double Barmore and leave that guy single blocked every time to the point where you've either got to scheme it, you got to pass guys off, you got to leave a running back or a tight end in the block, like something like that to make other teams think. That's kind of what happened today. Like you saw guys up front, again, those five guys I named, they're playing off each other. They're freeing up each other. It's combinations, things like that. That's what they struggled to do last year. That guy on the other side, especially in the pass rush, just wasn't always consistent. Whoever it was, whether it was Van Noy, whether it was Uche, they were rotating through. I, I'm wondering if they if they have that guy. And you you touched upon him a little bit, but I what a kind of a I don't want to say a turnaround, but a surprise maybe of how well and how much playing time Anthony Jennings has got. Uh, we didn't see him much as a rookie, and that was the COVID year, and that, that unit was kind of a mess because they had the opt-outs. Last year, I don't even think we we might have saw him for one or two practices, and then he was done for the year. I don't even really know what it was. it a shoulder or like a bicep tendon, something like that? Um, and he came back, and I think, you know, this spring, early on, maybe even the summer before training camp, a lot of people might have had him not even as like a surprise cut, but hey, this guy's got to r- really play well to make the roster given the depth at that position. Um, and he's, he's strung a lot of good days together. And like you said, he's, he's on that first team defense for a reason. Uh, and somebody that I think is really going to help that turnover of, you know, guys who've played a lot of snaps for you over the past couple, you know, past six, seven years with Hightower and Van Noy and, and Collins. Um, he looks like a real player and somebody that's going to help, um, contribute to that front seven. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. So, um, you know, sticking, I guess, offense, um, like you said, we'd spent 20 minutes on the defense there. So you can kind of tell who won the day for both. Oh, teams. I mean the defense, the, the, the story you take the fight out. The story of the day is, is the defense looked, especially the front. I mean, looked unbelievable. And it's, it's beyond the Panthers having no quarterback. And I don't think PJ Walker got any reps, even though he's the best quarterback on the team. And that's a shame. Wow. Give the, give the XFL MVP some respect, please and- Matt rule. But it, 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 the it goes beyond of, uh, the Panthers not having quarterbacks. How much did Corral get, too? Because we can get into that. Just a quick note that they gifted the Patriots a third-round pick in this yeah, third, upcoming they, draft They basically, just go out and trade for, for Baker. <laughs> so they, they traded a, a fourth in the draft and then a, a third that's coming up this year for that They third. moved up 30 slots. It was like 122 so, to 92 or something. They, they basically – and then with the fourth rounder they got from the Panthers moving back, they took Bailey Zappi. So yes. they basically added a third – to take Bailey Zappi over Matt Corral, which, by the way, Bailey Zappi, better prospect than Matt Corral. Panthers blew that one. And and like you said, they have now Baker, Sam Darnold, and Matt Corral. And I know Corral's younger. And, and, you know, and P.J. Walker. Will you please respect I'm saying the for, MVP for of the XFL? Big-time college football quarterbacks, the big names. They have three of them on the roster, and they don't know what to do Matt with either Corral, Matt Corral's a big-name college quarterback. What? Last year he was. He was talked. It was mock drafts of him going in the top ten halfway through the yeah, year. Yeah, those, those, those went away real quick. I, I never saw it with him. I'm not. I'm year? not. 
I'm not hyping him up by any means. I I didn't see it. He was an athlete. I, I never saw it with him either. I, I a poor man's I me mean, uh, better probably better thrower. All right, Ole Miss finished eleventh ranked last ranked eleventh last year. I'll, I'll I'll give you that one. Yeah, they just spread it out and they scored. They ran a sim. You know, they just ran it up on everybody. Um, Look, he but anyways, Shea Patterson. He is Shea Patterson. Shea Patterson was Ole Miss. He was, and then he transferred to Michigan. Yeah, wasn't Michigan. He? That's I'm, right. I think I'm thinking. I think right you're now. right. I think you're right. He was a five star coming out, though. Yeah, he transferred uh, from he, Ole Miss to Michigan. It, uh, um, Corral didn't replace him. There was somebody in between, but yeah. And yeah, so like I said, I, you know, quarterbacks for Carolina. I'm interested too. This is just a side note. It's supposed to pour tomorrow. Is there? I, I don't remember any joint practices where it's supposed to be, you know, heavy rain in the forecast. Is Get it too early for, for them to go inside? They won't go inside. No, they don't go inside when it rains. Right? Come on, you've been doing this for. Uh, I guess they were COVID. But the other team being here, I, you know what I mean? They, they've been. They, nope. they practice. They are in the going rain. to. They are going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. It will be a ball, big ball security day. And you mentioned, you know, earlier in the show, the Patriots receivers had some loose hands today. Bill's going to see that. He's going to see the rain. He's going to get all excited. It's going to be a oh, big like ball this. security day tomorrow. Yeah, no, he yeah. he loves it. I they they might not they might not throw a pass. They might not. I'm I'm kidding, but uh, it's going to be a run heavy day, a ball control kind of day tomorrow. I I would bet that. Right. So, um, anyways, like you said, the defense won the day. I think it's been the story of camp. Uh, anything in particular to you? And I, I guess I can go after a few things in terms of the offense. Anything you saw? Um, that looked better than we had. Uh, I mean, at least for me, it's the communication. They looked more organized up front, uh, better with their protections. You could hear um, their offensive line coach. I'm blanking on his name. Uh, it's Patricia, but he's obviously working with the offense. Their their assistant, Billy one. Yates. Billy Yates was you know yeah. screaming it, good things, right? Like awesome job with the protection. You know that basically went, they won reps. Um, at least when they did the team period stuff kind of in front of us before the gun stopped firing, I thought that was the biggest thing. You know, the offense was still a little slower in terms of, um, you know, their consistency moving the ball, but I think it's been better since, you know, last week the sky was falling and it's, it's definitely taken a turn from there. Yeah. So I, I, I'd add on that in causation does not equal, what is it? Causation does not equal correlation. Is that the saying? So I don't know. About. We'll, we'll say it is. Yeah, we'll say it is. <laughs> it's basically that um, just uh, just because one thing and another line up doesn't mean that they're directly related. Patriots offensive line has looked a lot better since Isaiah Wynn went out. And Yadni Kachus has looked really good the last couple of practices. Again, is the entire offensive turnaround because Isaiah Wynn is out? Probably not. That feels very extreme and I just know from watching it, not all of their problems were due to Isaiah Wynn. Was Isaiah Wynn great when he was in there? No, but some of it extends Kajus well was, beyond him. Kajus was 2-0 today. He's he's had he a was, great camp. Kajus was good today. Bill said it's the best camp he's had. I just, I wonder, and Bill said Isaiah, Bill said today that Isaiah Wynn's day-to-day. We'll see if he's out there tomorrow. At what point does Isaiah Wynn come back and have to compete for his job instead of returning to it? I think right away. I do. I, you, I mean, you think we've You think we've crossed that line at this point? it's been something that's carried him throughout the, you know, his entire career. And he's in the last year of his contract. Um, I know they, they, this, he's playing this year on the fifth year option, right? Cause they didn't yeah. pick it up for Sony, yeah. but they did for him. Um, you know, maybe it was one of those, like they didn't know what they had in Kajust until he got a, you know, a real opportunity because he was hurt as a rookie. And then they had Brown and win and he just never really could find a, a spot on the field. 
Um, but that's a guy you watch him at West Virginia, man. He was a mauler, like a mean, mean yeah. ass tackle. Somebody that's in your face. Somebody that's gonna, um, you know, win a lot of win a lot of sets. And I, I thought he looked really good. So I, I think we've crossed that, especially from Bill's comments today. Uh, he basically was asked about Isaiah with a little note about Yodney, and he went on and on about Yodney Kajust and said, you know, basically we don't. And I, I know he doesn't have to speak on injuries yet because it's not the regular season. Um, but I don't know what you think. I think we're getting to that point where wind comes back and you might see some rotation in there. I, I think if he misses tomorrow and they have another good day tomorrow, I think that conversation comes up. I, I, I think that's probably where you're at that point. Not, not that Kajus is the starter, but it's now an open competition, right? And then you, you have the week in Vegas to figure it out against some really good edge guys, right? Max, uh, uh, Max, uh, Crosby Williams, which one's the the one's the tight end? Max Crosby. Max Crosby. Max Crosby. Thank you. Max Williams is the tight end. Camp's long, man. Um, the one other observation I have from the offense. So they go into that two minute drill late. It was it was the final period of practice, right? They put well, the Panthers got two minutes, Patriots got a minute twenty, but it was like live with down markers and a clock and reps and everything, right? It's really close to simulating a game environment. Who was the who was in the James White role for that? It was Ty Montgomery. Yeah, Ty Montgomery got the snaps in in that. I I think that's and and Bill raved about it before practice. I I think that the writing's on the so wall. There, time Ty Montgomery's yeah. going to be the the James White of this team this year. Yeah, you saw it too in team drills. Like he's he looks he's a guy who could play receiver and play running back, similar to James White. I think you know it might take him a little long to adjust to to that specific role, but he's done it before. Like he's a capable. Uh, yeah. receiver he's somebody they can move all around and, and kind of be a chess piece for um and it, it just makes too much sense to put a guy like that because you talked about it earlier with with Ramondre you have him for three more years Damian Harris is up at the end of the year you assume Ramondre and Damian are going to have the same amount of carries maybe a little bit more for Ramondre this year like a 60 40 split you start playing him on third downs you can kind of get into that conversation like we talked about. Are you burning him out? You know, this is his second right. year in the league. Montgomery's a perfect fit for that role, I think. Um, somebody that, like I said, has had experience in that, did it with some good offenses in Green Bay, uh, and then he came from New Orleans. So um, I think that's a good good spot for him and somebody that I think can help contribute. Uh, Bill thought the world of him. You saw him talk about him for two and a half minutes about how much he's a pleasure to be around. He's a, a great teacher, somebody that wants to work hard. So seems like a great fit for him. Yeah. He could end up being a sneaky big pickup in free agency. Oh yeah. Somebody that's, you know, he could, you could blink one day. He has nine catches, right? Like yeah. just one of those. Oh James no, he's going to be heavily, heavily. I, I I don't know. Like somebody in the comment asked if he's an upgrade from Brandon Bolden. Yeah. I'd probably say I so. so. I think he's closer to Brandon Bolden than he is to James White, but James White, I mean, is is the you can't compare you know, the blueprint, yeah. right? But yeah, I would I would say he's he's just he's he's done it more. He's going to be more comfortable in that role. I I would say that's where the upgrade is. I think he's somebody who can probably play a little quicker. Uh, it's just going to be a little more familiar with what's getting thrown at him than a guy I like was Brandon say, Bolden who was you know in and out good. of that role in his time in New England. I, he was, I think he he played it he well last good. year for the circumstances. But that's Correct. not his best role. Right. And I think, too, like you said, you're really going to throw Ramondre in there who, you know, he. I think he's a good all-around back, but that's something that, you know, I don't think it's his strongest skill set. Um, Damian Harris, obviously, your lead back. Like, Montgomery's had that experience doing it, so I, I just right. think you, you don't really miss a beat when you kind of plug a guy like that. And I'm sure they're planning for 
this to happen, right? I mean, they knew behind the scenes maybe how bad the hip was or maybe how James yeah. was feeling leading up to camp. So I'm sure, I, I, I think, looking back when they made that signing, we probably should have saw the writing on the wall. Maybe no one really wanted to believe it or think it, that, hey, maybe James White's done. Um, because that's a, a similar player, I would think, especially in that system with him coming over here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, other than that, I, I, you know, I don't know if you, like I said, specifically offense or defense, kind of any, I guess, last takeaways from today. I, I, I thought it was, like I said, the best day of camp. I think they're almost, we were talking about it earlier. They're almost done um, with training camp. Today was the last one that was public or no, tomorrow. Sorry. Tomorrow. tomorrow is the last one that's public. Uh, obviously, pre- yes, right. Yeah. Um, then they they have a game Friday. You'd assume they'll probably leave for Vegas because that's a hike out there. You're Sunday leaving for Vegas Sunday. Monday's TBD right now. Uh, it won't be a joint practice. They might get together by themselves out there. Just I I don't think Bill's going to give them three days off right. like that. A travel day in there. Right, and then and then joints in Vegas Tuesday and and Wednesday. The game on Friday. Roster cuts would be that Tuesday, so they may have one more practice Monday back here, the day before roster cuts, but that would be close to the public. It would probably be open to us, but close to the public. Right. So, like I said, we're we're getting to the the getting to the end of this. The media, yeah. I want to say they're probably a little more halfway than done. I think if you you kind of tally up how many practices. Um, oh yeah, but well, this so is. I, but here's the thing: like they're halfway done in terms of chronologically. Right. But, and this is something I talked about go. yesterday, how, how you weight the practices, they still have three of the four joint practices left. Those are the most yep. impactful practices. Like they, I, there's still a lot to be determined here. There, you know, as, as I think about it, me, a human being who wants to, you know, go back to actually sleeping to, to past 7am. Yeah. They're almost done in terms of how much football there's left to be decided. There's still a lot. And there's a long way to week one, right? And I know, I think, and by the way, I know, poor me, I have to get up early to go watch football practice. Tough life. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm just the worst. Um, but I, I just think today was, you know, I, I've said it, camp's been kind of eh, right? It's been, hasn't been physical, right? It, it's it's your own team. Today was kind of that that test, the appetizer for what's to come. I think everybody's yeah. kind of itching to get there. Um, and we're one step closer, so... Yeah, right. They they got tomorrow. They got the game Friday. They travel Sunday. They're in Vegas all week. They'll come back the following Monday. Maybe have a practice, and then they have to be on. They fifty three man roster is a two weeks from today, right? The thirtieth. Yeah, yeah. So, so next, yeah, so, today today's eighty five uh, ninety to eighty five. We're still waiting on those moves. Eighty five to eighty next week, and then to fifty three after that. Right. So it's two weeks, and then you get your roster for at least week one, and you know how they'll do the gymnastics, right? Like. You know, I'm not saying this is happening, but they've done it in the past, right? They they release Brian Hoyer so they can IR somebody and then they bring him back, right? Like they'll there'll yeah. be stuff like that going on. I so um, okay, real quick. I, I don't think they're people and people ask me this when I did my Ross projection. They they are probably not gonna be able to do that with Brian Hoyer this year. The the cap is a little wonky on his new deal. They actually gave him some money. I he's probably not that guy this year. I think they're gonna no. keep the quarterbacks all the way through. They should, and I like I said, that's just an example of what they'll do. No, right? it's like, an example of what they did. Last, I no, that that's not like at you. Like it's a good example yeah. of what they did last year. There's going to be that kind of stuff, but I I don't think, I think Hoyer, have I, I, people have been asking me if Hoyer's going to be that guy this year. I don't think they no. do it just based on the money. That and like 
everybody knew they were carrying. So you're not going to have a, a rookie who's still learning how to, you know, pull his pants up in the NFL. Right. Um, and, and a second-year guy in Mac. Like, Hoyer's still a valuable piece in there, whether you want to believe it or not. Um, but, yeah, football's coming, man. It's it's uh, it's pretty close. That 53-man roster will be interesting. I still think there's some bubble guys, some guys to have some big days. LeBron Ray had another good day. Speaking of, you know, bubble guys, tip pass led to a Sean Wade interception. Um, you know, Sam Roberts, kind of tough to see kind of in the trenches. He's another guy that could potentially find a way with his ability to play on special teams. Um, he's a monster at blocking field goals. And then the corner, Sean Wade, Malcolm Butler, Miles Bryant, Juwan Williams, obviously done. But uh, there's some positional battles that are starting to get interesting. Obviously, the receivers, too. Uh, and we're kind of winding down. We're getting close to, to figuring out kind of who's in there. Yeah. Yeah, we're it's it's this is this is kind of the ramp up. It's tomorrow and then the two in Vegas. We're gonna learn a ton. So um I don't know if you have anything else from from today. I don't. I know I'm looking forward to tomorrow. The rain, like you said, sloppy. Bill Belichick's probably foaming at the Football mouth because weather, it's man. you know, yeah, right. It's it's gonna be sixty-five and rainy, like perfect for joint practices for them, for him, nobody else. Right. Um yeah. but uh yeah. Yeah, no, I I I think I'm good on it. And, and, you know, we, I don't really know if there's a, there's a Boston sports minute, but we were talking earlier, um, because yeah. something came out today for all you video. I, I'm not a big video game guy. I'm really not. I'll play MLB the show, you know, for a little bit. I, I just play sports games, not really into Madden. It, it's kind of the same game, but that's another story for another time. But NCAA football is coming back in 2024. So that would be no, next 2023, year. I thought. I think it said 24 by t- for 24 seven. So that would be like a year and a half. Anyways, they're going to have road to glory. Anybody familiar with the game? You start in high school, you get scholarship offers, you play all the four years. They're going to have dynasty mode, franchise mode, Matt, Matt, the same game, probably much better. I told Alex, I'm going to put in for three weeks vacation right now for whenever that game comes out, because you got to leave me alone. <laughs> That's going to yeah. be the best video game. It still is to this day. If I had a Xbox or PS2, I'd play NCAA football 12. <laughs> By the way, it, it's, it's NCAA football 24. They number the games a year ahead, like Madden, right? Like Madden 23 just came out or it's just coming out. Okay. So yeah, so it's, it's NCAA. Year. So it's NCAA football 24 coming out next year. First off, if Evan knew we were talking about this on his show, he would lose his mind. I will send him this clip. He is going to be in shambles. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. It's That's a ton something of fun. We talked about all the time, though. You know what I mean? Like, remember right. that game? Like- um, it's uh, that game. Honestly, like, it is got really got me into college football, and got everybody knows how closely I follow the draft. And I think a big reason this this show is is popular as it is is the draft coverage. Is you know that game's a big reason I cover the draft like I do. It got me interested in it. So. Um, I'm excited it's coming out. I, I'm going to need wellness checks that week. I don't know if I'm going to eat or sleep or whatever. Like, there will be no Patriots beat that week, at least not with we'll me. Just, I'll tell you that right now. We'll be talking on party chat instead we'll of here. pre-record. Yeah, we might yeah. have to do it live on the game. Uh, don't expect to hear from me unless you want to hear how many times I took Coastal to the Natty. But uh, <laughs> in between that, you know, Madden taking a, a big step this year, it's it's good for the game of football, man. I, I think this is like baseball missed this. The show was so limited. D- these games help grow the game. They really do. And yeah, uh, for sure. I'm excited for, for that game to grow college football. It'll be uh it'll be a blast. So that's it for us. Uh, obviously if you want any content, follow Alex at 985 the sports of he's had a ton of stuff out on today's practice. We'll both be there t- tomorrow, have our thoughts uh, via Twitter, and then we'll break it down probably around the same time tomorrow night. Um, so looking forward to another day of joint practice. Uh, hopefully the offense shows up a little bit uh, more than the defense, but um, I think, 
things are rolling in the right direction for both units. So sure. uh, we'll talk to everyone tomorrow.